Welcome to Keep the Faith Ministry. Keep the Faith brings you timely messages with in-depth spiritual analysis of current events in light of Bible prophecy so you can prepare for the coming of Jesus. Listen to what the news won't tell you. Here is another important message for our times. This is Pastor Hal Mayer. Dear friends, welcome to Keep the Faith Ministry once again. I'm glad you joined me today because we are going to look at the loss of liberty for God's people. But that cannot happen unless there is a general loss of freedom. The Bible predicts that those who do not receive the mark of the beast will lose their ability to buy and sell. We can see from prophecy where the world is headed. We can also see from prophecy what we must do to get ready for it. But before I begin, let me tell you about our witnessing book. We still have copies of the booklet History of Tomorrow. Some things never change at very attractive prices. Please call our office at 540-672-3553 and inquire how you can get quantities of this booklet on Daniel 2 that you can share with anyone you meet. It explains the prophecy in simple terms so that secular people can understand it. It's another opportunity to share your faith. And quantities of them are quite cheap. We also have some of our Antichrist books by Elder Lawrence Nelson in Spanish. We normally sell these, but this month I'm going to give them away. All you have to do is pay the media mail postage, and we'll send you as many as you will like while supplies last. You can give them away. They make good witnessing tools which explain who is the Antichrist and what is the mark of the beast in simple terms. Call us today. Now let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we realize that we are at the end of time. There is no question about it. Satan has been given more power to deceive. Please come to us today to help us navigate our times with truth. Evil men and seducers wax worse and worse. That means that things are going to get worse and worse and worse before they get better. And they will get better because you are going to interrupt the course of evil when it seems impossible to escape the evil. Please protect us from the evil one. Please send your Holy Spirit today to be with us as we study the collapse of liberty. Help us to see and understand with our hearts how we should live in this degenerate age. Teach us what we should do and how to live for Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. Please turn with me in your Bibles to Revelation 13, 16 and 17. Let us read these important words. And he causes all, 
both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. This is talking about God's people, because those who do not receive the mark of the beast are not willing to sacrifice their loyalty to God and his law for anything. Those are God's true people. The rest of the Christians, who have been merely professing the truth, have fallen away by this time and turned against the true and faithful. Today, I want to think about what it will be like just before the Sunday law is passed. It should have been a day like any other. You are at a gas station filling up your ride. You head to the store to pay. $77, please, says the cashier. You pull out $80 in cash and slap it on the counter. Sorry, sir, no cash. We only take cards from now on. With a grumble, you pull out a debit card and swipe it. Thank you, sir. Just so you know, a note on your credit says you're almost up to your $80 limit in fuel for the week. You are also getting close to your government-allotted carbon emissions for the month. Walking out of the store, you remember the recent announcement in the news that the government had made a new law limiting the amount of carbon emissions that a person can emit. It was one of a flurry of new laws to help gain control of climate change that is now wreaking havoc on ecosystems that human beings depend on. For instance, honeybees have been recently largely decimated by a fast-spreading disease that has killed billions of them. One by one, the crops in the growing areas, particularly in the West, had become stressed through drought and the loss of pollinators, and farmers had lost millions because they couldn't produce much produce. Many farms lie idle, machinery and equipment just rusting away. It had also affected the supply chain to grocery stores, and the produce sections are largely empty. Wheat to make bread and other things is very hard to come by and expensive. The shelves are empty because of the lack of ingredients for making food products. You didn't realize how many prepared food products had wheat in it. Pizza dough and pasta, breakfast cereals and crackers, baked goods like muffins and energy bars, desserts like cookies, cakes, and other baked sweets, and baking mixes for pancakes, waffles, cakes, and even salad dressings, sauces, and soup. Now even these are in short supply. This has put millions of people in big cities in great difficulty, where it has been very difficult to get enough to eat. Restaurants and eateries have closed because of food shortages. There have been fights in supermarkets over a, over a box of Cheerios or a small box of tomatoes. 
People are getting desperate, and they are willing to do things that they never have done before to get something to eat. Some stores have closed just because of the shoplifting, making it more difficult for honest people to buy food and other necessities. The government has run out of food reserves because it has been releasing them to stem the shortages. People who haven't learned to adapt their lifestyle and be creative suffer the most. Not only can they not get what they are used to getting at the grocery store, but they don't know what to do with what they can get to survive. The cities have become concentration camps. They are starvation death camps. It also has made life difficult for those living in the country, though not as bad as a city. But country folk who had depended on the system to provide for their wants and needs and not learned how to grow their gardens had been very stressed too. They too couldn't get food. You remember this statement in Great Controversy, page 629, that says, While the wicked are dying from hunger and pestilence, angels will shield the righteous and supply their wants. To him that walketh righteously is the promise, Bread shall be given him, his water shall be sure. When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, their tongue faileth for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. That's Isaiah thirty-three, fifteen and 16, and forty-one, seventeen. Only those who had followed the counsel of God were immune from the extreme stress and hunger. The Bible is their guidebook. Somehow they had gardens anyway. It seemed that what few honeybees and other pollinating insects there were, they made sure that their gardens were pollinated. It was as if the angels guided them to the gardens of people that were loyal to God and followed his counsel. At least that was the rumor that was going around at church. Now everything was controlled by the government. The government cannot discern the will of God, so everything they do these days seems to work against what God requires of his people. You drive to your next errand. Along the way, you notice a long line in front of an ATM machine. You stop to check it out. People are walking away from the ATM in frustration. You ask one of them what's going on. The machines stopped giving out cash, she says. Now you feel a little twinge of fear in your gut. You know that feeling. You knew things were going to get bad, but surely things are not that bad. You remember reading about the time of trouble that was coming upon the whole world, how that travel would become very difficult how that the economy would collapse, how that people will die of hunger and thirst. People will be, become so angry and frustrated 
that they l would look for scapegoats to blame their stressful circumstances on. That statement from Testimonies for the Church, volume 6, page 22, comes to mind. We have no time to lose. The end is near. The passage from place to place to spread the truth will soon be hedged with dangers on the right hand and on the left. Everything will be placed to obstruct the way of the Lord's messengers, so that they will not be able to do that which it is possible for them to do now. We must look our works fairly in the face and advance as fast as possible in aggressive warfare. From the light given me of God, I know that the powers of darkness are working with intense energy from beneath, and with stealthy tread Satan is advancing to take those who are now asleep as a wolf taking his prey. We have warnings now which we may give, a work now which we may do, but soon it will be more difficult than we can imagine. God help us to keep in the channel of light, to work with our eyes fastened on Jesus our leader, and patiently, perseveringly press on to gain the victory. You also remember what Revelation 18 says about the collapse of the economy. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more. You check your phone for news. Wars, terrorist attacks, hurricanes, earthquakes were all wreaking havoc on the planet and causing systems and infrastructures to implode. You remember reading in Gospel Workers, page 264, that, that all these things would happen in rapid succession. The judgments of God are abroad in the land. Calamities follow one another in rapid succession. Soon God is to rise out of his place to shake terribly the earth and to punish the wicked for their iniquity. Everything is in chaos and confusion. Again, you are reminded of that statement in Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, page 268, that predicts this time. I was shown the inhabitants of the earth in utmost confusion. War, bloodshed, privation, want, famine, and pestilence are abroad in the land. My attention was then called from the scene. There seemed to be a little time of peace. Once more the inhabitants of the earth were presented before me, and again everything was in the utmost confusion. Strife, war, and bloodshed with famine and pestilence raged everywhere. Other nations were engaged in this war and confusion. War caused famine, want and bloodshed caused pestilence, and then men's hearts failed them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming upon the earth. Still, something is definitely up. It's getting really weird out there and fast. You head inside the grocery store to pick up some things for dinner. As you head to the store, you notice long lines at the checkout counters. Anger is in the air. The smell of panic is everywhere. A woman grabs your arm. 
They say card only, but my card isn't working. Nobody is taking cash, and they're running out of food. You turn around and head out. In the parking lot, you send a text to your friend. He says his business can no longer take payments from customers. He wonders if it is because he donated to that freedom protest. Heart sinking, you remember those donations you made recently. Another friend urgently texts you. None of her cards work either. Her online payments are not going through, and her rent is due. You feel yourself start to sweat. Tomorrow is the end of the month. You will have a bunch of bills due. Another friend says he's hearing about violence in the streets. People smashing and grabbing whatever they can. Banks locking their doors on customers. Your mind races. It must be some sort of system-wide banking crash, you suspect. In the last few years, everything has been centralized and consolidated. Banking is now controlled under one digital system over the whole world. So now, when there's a glitch in the system, it affects a lot of people, potentially millions. There has also been centralization of food supply because of the extended drought. In some of those places, food is grown that supplies millions, and supply chain issues have continually plagued parts suppliers of all types. You can't get parts to fix tractors or equipment to process food, not to mention to repair automobiles, buses, and trucks. And some items have been rationed, like sugar, meat, coffee, butter, canned goods, and even shoes, tires, gasoline, and diesel. And fresh fruits and vegetables now require rationing too. And it's all on the digital system being watched by the government, regulators, and police to make sure the people don't violate the ration laws. You rush home. It's okay, you tell yourself. You're prepared. You have a couple of thousand in cash under the mattress. Oh, but cash has been outlawed. You've got your savings account and 401k nest egg. You check your banking app on your phone. You are greeted with the following message. Dear customer, please be advised that certain purchases may be limited or not permitted according to federal law. All our ATMs and branches are currently closed until further notice. Is this a time of trouble that the Bible has talked about? You turn on the TV to get the news. Images flash on your screen of long lines at supermarkets and gas stations. Stock market indices are in the red. Riot police and National Guardsmen are in the streets to control the riots that are occurring nightly. It seems as if people have lost their minds and their civility. 
The news anchor is nodding his head solemnly. Today, the White House directed banks and other financial institutions to do, stop doing business with hundreds of Americans, freezing their personal bank accounts because their religious views don't line up with the law. Palm sweating, you switch to the financial channel. Chaos on Wall Street today after Congress authorized another round of stimulus payments directly into the spending accounts of every American. A move, critics say, will only increase inflationary pressures as prices spin out of control. You flip again. Violent protests continue to spread from the cities to the suburbs in wake of record unemployment and reports of enforced rationing of electricity and natural gas. You wish you would have followed the Lord's counsel and moved out of the dense suburbs a long time ago and got away from the city and established yourself in the countryside. You had read it from Selected Messages, Volume 2, page 356, Get out of the cities as soon as possible and purchase a little piece of land where you can have a garden, where your children can watch the flowers growing and learn from them lessons of simplicity and purity. But you delayed because it was so convenient in the city. Everything was a short drive away. But you didn't expect the crisis to overtake us as quickly as it has. Now you feel stuck, trapped, and you don't know very much about growing a garden and living independent of the grid. You always thought the Amish were sort of strange, misfits in society, but they are living now like kings and queens. Now you are not sure what's going to happen to your family, your meager garden in the backyard that you felt made you look so virtuous, won't sustain anything or anyone for any length of time. Then something catches your attention. As you watch the scrolling news on your phone, you see an article that runs chills up your spine. The headline reads, Megachurch Pastor, God is Unhappy, Sabbath Keepers, the Cause of Most Problems. The pastor cites a litany of calamities such as the economy, the devastating earthquake that took place on the west coast recently, the Category 5 hurricane in the southeast that was happening at the same time, massive droughts in the west and midwest. He says that God is angry at our world and he's blaming those who keep the Bible Sabbath as the cause of the disasters. You knew that Sabbath keepers would be scapegoated and demonized, but you didn't expect it so soon. Now it's here. You were generally aware that the details and infrastructure for enforcement of the Sunday law and the fulfillment of Revelation thirteen sixteen and 17 were being organized on a global scale. But you failed to prepare. You regret not taking action on this statement from Great Controversy, page 590, a long time ago. And 
Then the great deceiver will persuade men that those who serve God are causing these evils. The class that have provoked the displeasure of heaven will charge all their troubles upon those whose obedience to God's commandments is a perpetual reproof to transgressors. It will be declared that men are offending God by the violation of the Sunday Sabbath, that this sin has brought calamities which will not cease until Sunday observance shall be strictly enforced, and that those who present the claims of the fourth commandment, thus destroying the reverence for Sunday, are troublers of the people, preventing their restoration to divine favor and temporal prosperity. As the wrath of the people shall be excited by false charges, they will pursue a course toward God's ambassadors very similar to that which apostate Israel pursued toward Elijah. It started with September 11, 2001, with terrorist attacks in New York and Washington. They created an environment of fear that was used by the government to develop an infrastructure of surveillance and control, including torture in secret prisons, trial by tribunal instead of a jury, and other tools of oppression that have become all-pervasive. You had a fearful feeling that although these things are being created for others, like terrorists, under one pretext or another, that one day they would be turned against God's people. Now fear is the motivation for the government to justify anything. It now has unconstitutional control of the economy, business, travel, and people's everyday lives. And it has been steadily getting more and more invasive and controlling. More and more of the pieces for a massive system to control what people do, where they go, what they say, how they live, and even how they think have come together. Now it looks like everything is in place, including the monetary system. The banking system has been centralized with a digital currency known as the Central Bank Digital Currency, or CBDC. It happened at the end of 2022, and in the past few years, it has gone universal. In this new monetary regime, banks have full control over every digital cent in your accounts. Every transaction is recorded. They know a huge amount of information about you personally. Privacy has all but disappeared. They know how much fuel you have purchased in real time. They know what foods you have bought. They keep a record. They know almost everything. You can't hide anymore, anywhere. What used to be written off as conspiracy theories is now frightening reality. Signs everywhere say in bland government language, federal law now requires that all transactions must be digital. We do not accept cash. The control is global. 
They can stop you from buying from specific stores or particular products or stop you from buying in general, from anywhere. If you fall out of line and turn against the elites, you can be canceled to the very last penny. In fact, all your money can be confiscated. And since the global elites control the universal monetary system and and the banks, they have a stranglehold on every citizen on the planet. They can coerce you to do anything they want you to do, or they will restrict your ability to buy and sell. And they can use whatever the excuse they want to. And they have been doing it too. Maybe they are testing the system. The economy has been so bad with inflation and shortages at the same time that people have become very unreasonable. Violence has erupted in many cities and even in smaller towns. People have demanded a change. Of course, it has been caused by the globalists and the oligarchs who wanted a new system that they can control. They got their way by creating chaos so that we, the people, would demand a change. The president has touted the CBDC loudly for all to hear. According to a story in NBC News, the Biden administration is throwing its support behind further study and development of what would be known as a U.S. central bank digital currency. According to Biden, my administration places the highest urgency on research and development efforts into the potential design and deployment options of a United States CBDC. There it is, straight from the horse's mouth. What is a central bank digital currency, or CBDC? Let me sum it up in simple terms. CBDCs are the central bank currencies you already know. Dollars, yuan, euros, yen, sterling, but transformed into fully digital versions. They are 100% digital currencies recorded on a ledger maintained by a, a central bank or finance ministry. You might think this sounds a bit like Bitcoin, right? CBDCs are not cryptocurrencies. On the surface, they resemble Bitcoin, but really, CBDCs have nothing to do with private currencies. These are currencies issued by central banks. They are not created by individuals. They definitely do not embrace this decentralized model hailed by the crypto crowd. Some people warn that this digital currency could turn into programmable money, because with it the government would be able to program what you can spend your money on, and how much of it you can spend, and most importantly, what you can't buy with your own hard-earned money. And, as you will soon see, these currencies are extremely dangerous. The CBDCs were thought to eventually emerge into one global currency, but really that isn't necessary. 
They are being created by almost all the major central banks around the world, including research that's now underway in the United States, thanks to Biden's recent directive. As many as nine countries have had already fully launched digital currencies, including the Bahamas, Nigeria, and seven countries in the Caribbean, at the time of Biden's announcement. And more are on the way. India is introducing a digital rupee as soon as this year. The Bank of Russia has announced a digital ruble. And the People's Bank of China had been working on a digital currency since 2014. Digital currencies are being created to replace cash. In countries like Australia, most transactions are already digital for years, so it is easy to implement there. The United States was next. CBDCs will be highly centralized and tightly controlled by central banks. Bottom line, the government-issued digital currency will give the government the ultimate control of the economy. It will give them complete access to every citizen's pocketbook, and nothing will be off the table, especially as the economy spirals into recession and the nations continue to descend into chaos. This is the stuff of Revelation 13, 16, and 17, and it causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. There's no escaping it. Everything is digital now. The only possible way to get food, for example, outside the controlled system is to barter for it. Bartering is difficult. If you don't have anything to barter that someone else wants bad enough, it's hopeless to survive. Fear creeps into every crevice of your body. Where are you going to go? How will you survive? You have been keeping the Sabbath for many years now, at least in a formal way. It hasn't meant that much to you, but now you see the fulfillment of prophecy at every turn. It's all coming at once, it seems. It's all too fast. You are reminded of a number of statements from Great Controversy about the mark of the beast and the seal of God. For example, page 605 says, The Sabbath will be the great test of loyalty, for it is the point of truth especially controverted. When the final test shall be brought to bear upon men, then the line of distinction will be drawn between those who serve God and those who serve Him not. While the observance of the false Sabbath in compliance with the law of the state, contrary to the fourth commandment, will be an avowal of allegiance to a power that is in opposition to God, the keeping of the true Sabbath in obedience to God's law is an evidence of loyalty to, to the Creator. While one class, by accepting the sign of submission to earthly powers, received the mark of the beast, the other, choosing the token of allegiance 
to define authority receive the seal of God. And from page 604, fearful is the issue to which the world is to be brought. The powers of earth, uniting to war against the commandments of God, will decree that all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, shall conform to the customs of the church by the observance of the false Sabbath. All who refuse compliance will be visited with civil penalties and will finally be declared that they are deserving of death. On the other hand, the law of God in joining the Creator's rest day demands obedience and threatens wrath against all who transgress its precepts. And this one from page 615. As the Sabbath has become the special point of controversy throughout Christendom and religious and secular authorities have combined to enforce the observance of the Sunday, the persistent refusal of a small minority to yield to the popular demand will make them objects of universal execration. It will be urged that the few who stand in opposition to an institution of the church and a law of the state ought not to be tolerated, that it is better for them to suffer than for whole nations to be thrown into confusion and lawlessness. This argument will appear conclusive, and a decree will finally be issued against those who hallow the Sabbath of the Fourth Commandment, denouncing them as deserving of the severest punishment and giving the people at liberty after a certain time to put them to death. Romanism in the old world and apostate Protestantism in the new will pursue a similar course toward those who honor all the divine precepts. I'm sure you can see the prophetic application of digital currencies, but there are some practical things you should think about. What do I mean? For starters, one thing you can expect, more stimulus payments into your bank account of CBDC dollars to stimulate the economy. You can expect negative interest rates, which means that interest rates can go below zero. To quote the Wall Street Journal, the main monetary power of the digital dollar comes from the abolition of banknotes. If people can't hoard physical money, it becomes much easier to cut interest rates far below zero. Otherwise, the zero rate on banknotes stuffed under the mattress looks attractive. And if interest rates can go far below zero, monetary policy is suddenly much more powerful and better suited to tackle deflation. The ability to steal money with negative interest rates is an attractive idea to a central banker. But what happens to the average citizen like you and me? It means your bank accounts could be penalized with negative interest rates for holding too much money. Instead of earning interest on your hard-earned savings, bonds, or treasure notes, you will lose money every day you hold it. Money is taken directly from your account. In short, they will make you spend instead of saving. 
using negative interest rates. But they will likely steal much more. And not just your money, your very way of life. Expect a social credit system. As digital currencies migrate deeper into the economy, the government will have increasing control over your money, and thus your life. Remember what happened to the truckers in Canada protesting the COVID mandates? The truckers saw their personal bank accounts frozen or even seized. The Canadian government froze up to 206 bank accounts linked to convoy organizers, together worth $7.8 million under emergency measures enacted by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. But this hasn't been isolated to Canada. Recently, in Russia, governments, banks, and payment processors have cut off services to common citizens. Reuters reports MasterCard and Visa are suspending their operations in Russia. MasterCard said cards issued by Russian banks will no longer be supported by its network and any card issued outside the country will not work at Russian stores or ATMs. But there's more. According to Verge, customers at a number of banks in Russia can no longer use their bank cards with Google Pay and Apple Pay due to newly imposed financial sanctions on the country. Just imagine the chaos if cash is outlawed and cards are cut off like this, and there are bigger plans in the works for even more control over the accounts and purchases of average citizens. According to the Telegraph, the Bank of England has called on ministers to decide whether a central bank digital currency should be programmable, ultimately giving the user control over how it is spent by the recipient. Tom Mutton, a director at the Bank of England, said programming could become a key feature of any future central bank digital currency. You could introduce programmability, what happens if one of the participants in a transaction puts a restriction on future use of the money? There could be some socially beneficial outcomes from that, preventing activity which is seen to be socially harmful in some way. But at the same time, it could be a restriction on people's freedoms. Getting the picture yet? Think about teaching what the Bible says about the beast or the Sabbath. This new digital money could be easily programmed to create limits on purchases of gasoline or rationing of some foods or all foods. Medical care could be easily rationed. It could be used to stop the purchases of those who are in conflict with the law in regard to religion. If you don't go along with a mandate to attend church services on Sunday, you could be banned from online and in-person shopping. There is a word for all this. It's called social credit. Such a system already exists in places like China. Imagine the power to enforce social credit 
once the currency is 100% digital and you can't pay for anything with paper money. Jesus' words in Luke 19, 43 and 44 are coming true in our time. All our freedoms are being lost. For the days shall come upon thee, that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee around about, and keep thee in on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy vegetation. Friends, the building blocks of society are being dismantled in every way. Especially are they targeting religious freedom. They're not going to leave one stone upon another. Religious freedom, like all other freedoms, is collapsing. They are now making a case for a Sunday law. You wish you had spent more time with Jesus every day and built your relationship with him solid and strong. You open your Bible and you bow your head in prayer. God, I know it's late in the game, but I need you. The signs are ominous. Religious freedom is on shaky ground. Please take my life and make it what it is needed to not only survive, but to live for Jesus and prepare with what little time is left for the time of trouble and the coming of Jesus in the clouds of glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
We hope you have been greatly blessed by this month's message. Your prayers and gifts mean much to us. Thank you for your support. The song you have just heard is Live Out Thy Life Within Me, played by Henry Higgins. It is recorded on a CD with other beautiful hymns called Day by Day. If you would like a copy of the CD, just send $16 postpaid and we will gladly send you one. International listeners should send $20 USD. Be sure and mention the Day by Day CD. The following is our Prophetic Intelligence Briefing, a feature that brings you current events in light of prophecy, especially for those who love the appearing of Jesus Christ. We can see the signs of the times telling us that we are nearing the world's great crisis and the coming of the Lord. May the Lord find us faithful. Our first item this month. Heat, humidity, killed at least 2,000 Kansas cattle, state says. Extreme heat and humidity killed thousands of cattle in Kansas in recent days, the state said, and sizzling temperatures continued to threaten livestock. The deaths add pain to the U.S. cattle industry as producers have reduced herds due to drought and grappled with feed costs that climbed as Russia's invasion of Ukraine tightened global grain supplies. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment knew of at least 2,000 cattle deaths due to high temperatures and humidity as of Tuesday, spokesperson Matthew Lara said. The toll represents facilities that contacted the agency for help disposing of carcasses, he said. Kansas is the third largest U.S. cattle state behind Texas and Nebraska, with more than 2.4 million cattle in feedlots. Cattle began suffering heat stress as temperatures and humidity spiked over the weekend in western Kansas and cooling winds disappeared, said Scarlett Hagens spokesperson for the Kansas Livestock Association. The animals could not acclimate to the sudden change, she said. Quote, it was essentially a perfect storm, said A.J. Tarpoff, beef extension veterinarian for Kansas State University. Temperatures reached 108 degrees Fahrenheit, 42 degrees Celsius in northwest Kansas by Monday, said Drew Lerner, president of World Weather Inc., this weekend, parts of western Kansas and the Texas Panhandle will near 110 degrees, though stronger winds and lower humidity levels will help minimize cattle deaths, he said. Quote, it's going to be oppressively hot and stressful for the animals, Lerner said. To survive, ranchers are providing cattle with extra water and checking their health. Quote, you can't say, oh, I checked them three days ago said Brenda Masick, president of the Industry Association Nebraska Cattlemen. When it gets hot, you've got to be out every day and making sure that their water is maintained. Elijah is a type of the remnant living in the last days. Quote, And Ahab said unto Obadiah, Go into the land, unto all fountains of water, and unto all brooks. Pre-adventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive, that we lose not all the beast. 1 Kings 18.5 Next, strong quake strikes Peru, nor reports of damage or casualties. 
An earthquake of magnitude 7.2 struck the Tirapata region of southern Peru on Thursday, the United States Geological Survey, USGS, said. The quake was at a depth of 212 kilometers, 132 miles, USGS said. The U.S. tsunami warning system said there was no tsunami warning in place. There were no early reports of damage or casualties. Earlier, the European Mediterranean Seismological Center, EMSC, pegged the quake at magnitude 7. Quote, The information we have so far is that there is no damage. Hernando Tavera, executive president of the Geophysical Institute of Peru, IGP, told local radio station RPP, From the level of intensity on the surface, there should be no damage. According to local media reports, the quake was also felt in the southern regions of Arequipa, Cusco, and Tacna, where residents took to the streets for safety. Some important mines in Peru, the world's second largest copper producer, are located in the south of the country. Minsur San Rafael's zinc mine operates in the Puno region. Representatives of the firm were not available for comment on the quake. Peru is located in the so-called Pacific Ring of Fire, where approximately 85% of the world's seismic activity occurs. Quote, For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Matthew 24, 7 Next, Russia threatens to strike the West if Ukraine hits it with U.S. rockets. A close ally of Vladimir Putin has warned that the Kremlin could target Western cities if Ukraine uses rockets supplied by the U.S. to carry out strikes on Russia. President Joe Biden announced this week that his administration was sending long-range missiles to Ukraine, backtracking on an earlier statement that the U.S. would not be giving the war-torn country advanced weaponry. Dmitry Medvedev, a former prime minister under Putin and current chairman of the National Security Council, warned there would be consequences if these were used on Russian soil. He told Al Jazeera, quote, If, God forbid, these weapons are used against Russian territory, then our armed forces will have no other choice but to strike decision-making centers. Of course, it needs to be understood that the final decision-making centers in this case unfortunately are not located on the territory of Kyiv. He also warned that fighting in Ukraine was pushing the world dangerously close to nuclear Armageddon. Quote, The horsemen of the apocalypse are already on their way, and all hope now is with Lord God the Almighty, he said. Kremlin-controlled state TV has said on a number of occasions that the war in Ukraine could turn nuclear, with attacks on the UK and the rest of Europe. TV channels have even simulated how the UK could be nuked in 200 seconds with no survivors, while another threatened to plunge Britain into the sea with a missile that could cause a huge tsunami. The rocket system being sent over to Ukraine will be able to strike enemy targets about 50 miles away. Biden said it would help Ukraine on the battlefield as fighting intensifies in the east of the country. The White House said it had agreed to provide Ukraine with the new missiles after receiving assurances from President Zelensky that they would not be used to hit targets inside Russia. However, 
the Kremlin said it did not believe Zelensky. Quote, the United States is directly and intentionally adding fuel to the fire, Dmitry Peskov, Putin's spokesman, said. Quote, Satan delights in war, for it excites the worst passions of the soul, and then sweeps into eternity its victims steeped in vice and blood. It is his object to incite the nations to war against one another, for he can thus divert the minds of the people from the work of preparation to stand in the day of God. Councils on Health, page 460. Next, death toll rises in Canada after derecho leaves widespread destruction. Massive power outages and at least 10 casualties were the result of a powerful thunderstorm complex known as a derecho riding through a densely populated corridor of southeastern Ontario and Quebec over the weekend. In Ontario, nine deaths were caused by falling trees, part of the massive damage due to winds that gusted up to 82 miles per hour, according to local reports. All deaths in Ontario were caused directly by the storm or its aftermath, according to CBC. Police reports from the area say the fatalities include a 44-year-old man, a woman in her 70s that was out walking, a 59-year-old man on a golf course, and one person killed in their camping trailer. Additionally, a woman in Quebec died after she was caught in a boat that was capsized in the midst of the storm. A 61-year-old from Lakefield, Ontario, was killed due to a falling tree from the storm, Peterborough Police confirmed on Monday. Nearly one million people were left without power in the wake of the destructive weather, with nearly 300,000 residents still in the dark as of Tuesday morning. The storm, according to environment and climate change meteorologist Gerald Chang, has the same markings of a derecho, a rapidly moving thunderstorm complex that produces widespread wind damage. Quote, When you look at the damage that was widespread, it wasn't just one track, Chang said. AccuWeather chief meteorologist Jonathan Porter said that the derecho traveled an area of roughly 18 million people, which is nearly 47% of the country's population, according to AccuWeather's data analytics tools. Quote, Saturday's devastating windstorm across southeastern Canada is likely to be remembered as one of the most impactful, if not most impactful, thunderstorm complexes to affect Canada. Porter explained. This derecho event caused wind gusts above 75 miles per hour for hours on end across Canada, carving a remarkable laser-like precision path from southwest to northeast in Canada's most densely populated areas, which include Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa. While derechos occur from time to time in the country, they are rare. Two notable derecho events in Ontario occurred in May 1998 and July 1995, but were different from this year's occurrence. Quote, in both of those cases, storms were moving from generally northwest to southeast, and as such, they affected only a portion of this heavily populated corridor of Canada, said Porter. In contrast, the Saturday derecho moved southwest to northeast along highly populated areas causing high impacts from the destructive thunderstorms. Quote, These intense windstorms often bring a period of hurricane-force wind gusts 
which are known for destroying roofs, downing many trees and power lines, creating dangerous flying debris, and result in significant property damage over wide areas, said Porter. As a result of the early Saturday chaos, the Ontario towns of Uxbridge and Clarence Rockford declared states of emergency with immediate concern being the thousands of residents stranded without power. Crews are currently working to restore service in both provinces, which may hit a snag due to the damage caused. Quote, between trees, branches, broken poles, and wires down, it's really a very messy cleanup, Hydro One spokeswoman Tiziana Bachega Rosa told the Star. Hydro One, Ontario's largest utility provider, stated that over 340,000 Hydro One customers were without power during the height of the storm. Hydro Ottawa CEO Bryce Conrad said this storm, which downed four transmission towers, caused more damage to their infrastructure than tornadoes in 2018 and even surpassed the infamous ice storm of 1998. In Fort Erie, Ontario, the stormy weather gave way to a foggy morning, showcasing the wild ride Ontario residents have gone on over the past day. Quote, The restraining spirit of God is even now being withdrawn from the world. Hurricanes, storms, tempests, fire and flood, disasters by sea and land follow each other in quick succession. Science seeks to explain all of these. The signs thickening around us, telling of the near approach of the Son of God, are attributed to any other than the true cause. Men cannot discern the sentinel angels restraining the four winds that they shall not blow until the servants of God are sealed. But when God shall bid his angels loose the winds, there will be such a scene of strife as no pen can picture. Testimonies to the Church, Volume 6, page 408. Next, publishing company changes fishers of men to fishers of persons in Spanish edition of Jerusalem Bible. One publishing house recently announced a significant change to its new Spanish edition of the Jerusalem Bible. According to Catholic news agency, the Descli de Brouwer Publishing House is replacing the phrase fishers of men with fishers of persons in Matthew 4.19. Javier Goiscoichea, managing director of Descli de Brouwer, explained that replacing the wording is not a result of public pressure, but to protect all fidelity to the original text. Quote, If I were to put man, we would be lacking in fidelity to the original text because the Greek word is neither man nor woman, Goiskoichea told Catholic News Agency. I understand that there is an attempt to polemicize by attributing inclusive language to the translation, but nothing is further from reality. The reason is fidelity to the original text. He continued, the basic rule followed by the Jerusalem Biblical and Archaeological School is that the oldest text is always the most truthful. If the words are now changed to be gender-friendly, it has nothing to do with the decision of the Jerusalem Biblical and Archaeological School. The biblical translations don't conform to modern times, but rather try to be faithful to the ancient text, Goiskoichea said. However, the amended wording has faced criticism from Roman Catholic leaders. Quote, It doesn't seem right to me, but I think it has the importance that we'd give it. If we read Holy Scripture every day, 
we would have realized long ago that the Jerusalem Bible translation is not the best option, said Father Antonio Maria Dominic Guillen, a priest of the Diocese of Cuenca. Quote, the term that translates anthropos refers to a human being, regardless of sex. However, the translation as persons has its problems. To what persons was Jesus referring? Human, angelic, or divine? Well, in the text thus translated, it is not excluded that Jesus is calling the disciples to evangelize the angels or God himself. Father Jesus Silva, a Spanish priest, tweeted in response to the new publication, Quote, the iniquity and spiritual darkness that prevailed under the supremacy of Rome were the inevitable result of her suppression of the scriptures. But where is to be found the cause of the widespread infidelity, the rejection of the law of God, and the consequent corruption under the full blaze of gospel light in an age of religious freedom? Now that Satan can no longer keep the world under his control by withholding the scriptures, he resorts to other means to accomplish the same object. Great Controversy, page 586. Next, WHO reportedly convening emergency meeting on monkeypox. The World Health Organization is reportedly convening an emergency meeting on the alarming spread of monkeypox around the world, including a possible case in the Big Apple. The United Nations Health Authority is bringing together leading experts on the rare disease as a number of new countries announce their first confirmed cases Friday, according to the Telegraph. The main concern is how the virus, usually concentrated in West Africa, may be spreading. The UK paper noted, with many of the new cases among people who had not recently traveled. The WHO will also be examining why clusters, including gay or bisexual men, the paper said, with the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, giving similar warnings. The reported emergency meeting comes as Manhattan specialists continue to investigate a potential case in a patient with symptoms who arrived at Bellevue Hospital. The city's Department of Health and Mental Hygiene said Thursday it was conducting preliminary tests for monkeypox on the patient, who was not identified but was being cared for in isolation. The first case in the U.S. this year was identified Tuesday in Massachusetts in a man who had recently traveled to Canada. Canada itself confirmed its first two positive tests on Thursday. Montreal public health officials also noted they had 17 suspected cases. On Friday, France and Germany joined the growing number of countries confirming cases. Belgian health experts were due to meet on Friday after the country detected its first two cases. Men from different cities who had been at the same party, health authorities said. Spain also reported 14 confirmed cases bringing the total to 21. In the UK, where the WHO already declared the spread an emergency, cases were expected to more than double on Friday, with 11 more bringing the total there to 20, the Times of London said. As in other countries, they appeared focused on gay and bisexual men, health officials told the paper, stressing that it is not classified as a sexually transmitted disease. The CDC said it was closely monitoring the spread of the rare but potentially serious viral illness that starts with flu-like symptoms and causes a widespread rash, often around the genitals. The health authority said that men who report sex with other men and those who have close contact with them should be especially alert to any unusual rashes or lesions. 
Many of these global reports of monkeypox cases are occurring within sexual networks, said Inger Damon, director of the CDC's Division of High Consequence Pathogens and Pathology. However, the CDC stressed that the concerns should not be limited to gay men, noting those who have any sort of close personal contact with people with monkeypox could potentially also be at risk. Certain lifestyles can lead to disease that target and spread among the population given to that lifestyle. Quote, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their heir, which was meat. Romans 1, 26, 27 Next, time for the United States of Europe. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy slammed President Joe Biden's new disinformation governance board as un-American abuse of power, while he threw his support behind a Republican bill that would terminate the new bureau, which conservatives have dubbed the Ministry of Truth, in comparison to George Orwell's novel 1984. Quote, It's a scheme conjured up by Washington Democrats to grant themselves the authority to control free speech, McCarthy said at a Wednesday press briefing. They fear Americans having unfettered access to information because it will challenge the power that they want to have over people's lives, the GOP leader said. Last month, the Department of Homeland Security announced the creation of the board to help combat the spread of disinformation online, while the DHS has said the working group will target disinformation that threatens national security, critics of the Bureau warn that it is an attempt from the federal government to police free speech on the Internet. Quote, It's un-American, it's wrong, and we will do everything in our power to stop it, McCarthy said of the Disinformation Governance Board. On Wednesday, House Republicans used billionaire Elon Musk's latest comments on reinstating former President Donald Trump's Twitter account to suggest that the Biden administration was ramping up their efforts to target disinformation as a guise to silence conservative voices. Quote, The Biden regime is afraid of Elon Musk and free speech. They want to use American tax dollars to fund this new board to continue to silence conservatives, Representative Lauren Boebert said. Quote, I certainly don't trust the Biden administration to be the arbiters of truth, she added. Do you know who I do trust? I trust the American people. They are more capable of looking at claims, researching facts, making informed decisions. Americans don't need big tech fact checkers or this partisan board silencing free speech. Boebert introduced her new bill, the Protecting Free Speech Act, on Wednesday with the support of McCarthy and Minority Whip Steve Scalise. Also on Wednesday, the House Minority Leader took shots at Nina Yankowitz, the Global Fellow from the nonpartisan Wilson Center, who Biden picked to serve as Executive Director on the board. Quote, if there is any doubt that this Biden administration intends to exploit this office and manipulate information, you look no further to the person he selected, McCarthy said. Nina Yankovitz. She championed government lockdowns, going as far as saying, force away and lock us down. 
and she actively worked in spreading misinformation that now has been proven false, and they want to put her in charge, he said. This person has no business serving in government, much less given a role to monitor information. This board has been created for one thing that is perceived to be a need, but one day it will morph into another. Could it one day be used to suppress the truth about the beast of Revelation and persecute those who teach the three angels' messages? Quote, when Protestantism shall stretch her hand across the gulf to grasp the hand of the Roman power, when she shall reach over the abyss to clasp hands with spiritualism, when under the influence of this threefold union, our country shall repudiate every principle of its constitution as a Protestant and Republican government, and shall make provision for the propagation of papal falsehoods and delusions, then we may know that the time has come for the marvelous working of Satan, and that the end is near. Testimonies to the Church, Volume 5, page 451. Unfortunately, our time is up. Remember, there are more prophetic intelligence briefings on our website at ktfnews.com. It's been a great pleasure to spend this time with you. I hope you have been encouraged to live for Jesus, for we are near the end. Remember that God has a plan for your life and that right now you can make a new start with Jesus. Thank you for your prayers and support. And until next time, may God bless and keep you and your family in His loving and protecting care. Keep the faith.